We are going to continue our series. And I, does, does everybody know the story of Daniel and the lion? Okay. Uh, if you don't know, you need to go read <laughs> Daniel 6. Uh, it's the whole chapter. Uh, is Daniel 6 from 1 to 28. It, is, it tells you, we can't read the whole, uh, the whole thing, but I just want to read a couple of uh, verses for you. And it's from verse 10 to 12. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any god or human being except to you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, The decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. This is the Word of God, and we thank God for His Word this morning. So I've got a question for you, quite an important question. Um, Who of you have ever owned a Porsche? (laughs) Anybody own a Porsche? No? Okay. uh, Anybody owned a Lamborghini? Oh, that's a nice car, eh? Would you take a photo of that car when you, if you stood next to it? I don't like Oh, you wouldn't mind to drive it, yeah? But you need to get a license first, eh? Huh? And you need to get permission from your mom, otherwise you're in deep trouble, eh? And then have, so nobody owned a Lamborghini, okay? The next one is a Mercedes-Benz. Uh, anybody owned a Mercedes-Benz? Okay. All right. There's a few. <laughs> there's a few people. Okay. Has anybody owned a beetle? <laughs> okay. Has anybody um, know? Does everybody? Does anybody know of somebody that has owned a beetle? Yes. Everybody. Okay. Every single boy, every single person. Now, this car, okay, is a car that is also the car that has been uh, fixed up, uh, how do you say, restored the most in the whole world. And so sometimes they look like this. Hey? And so my brother also restored his, his beetle. My father had a beetle, my mother had a beetle. Um, they in the family. Uh, one my that was my first car uh, was a Beetle. Harry told me that that's his sister's a Beetle. That's how he learned to drive. I learned to drive in a Beetle. And uh, a funny thing is, is that so it's been in our family all along. Beetles have been there uh, for such a long time. Now, if you think of the Ferrari or the Lamborghini or the Mercedes-Benz, 
and you think of the beetle, is like the beetle stands out for you, doesn't it? Hey? Because we've either, we've either driven it or we know somebody and sometimes we actually, it's called old faithful. Hey? In a sense, it's old faithful because it is trustworthy, just like Daniel. Daniel was probably the most trustworthy person ever. He wasn't a Mercedes-Benz. He wasn't a Lamborghini. He wasn't a, um, a Porsche. But he was old faithful, the VW Beetle. See, when all he needed to do was add oil, or, you know, and that oil he got from praying every single day. Now, I want to tell you a story, and I hope my mom's listening. And she, she'll, she, she told me, she, when she was younger, and she had, uh, the car broke down, and she had a VW Beetle. The car broke down, and uh, she checked for the oil. because She saw the people, were, that's how they did it. They pulled that, the dipstick, checked for oil, and there was no oil in her, in her VW. And so there was oil in the garage. She didn't know how to put the oil in, though. Okay? <laughs> so she took that can of oil... And she put it into the dipstick um, <laughs> instead of opening up the, you know, where you put the oil. And it took her, she says it took her hours to get the, the oil into the dipstick. Anyway, but it's faithful, okay? It was old faithful. And Daniel is old faithful. You see, Paul and David, they might have been Mercedes Benzes and they might have been Ferraris. And Porsches, but Daniel was the old trustworthy. He was the one that, from a young age, uh, he was taken captive, and he was, um, and he, but he faithfully served God. When he was a bit older, we also know that he interpreted dreams for the king. And so it goes on. And so the kings get to know him. And the kings have changed. But Daniel has stayed the same. He stayed the same. And from beginning, when you hear about Daniel, all he does, uh, not all he does, but he's wise. And he's clever. But he's also a real person. He doesn't lie. He doesn't cheat. He goes and opens. He goes into his home every single day. And he goes on his knees and he prays. Three times a day, looking at the temple in Jerusalem, or towards the temple in Jerusalem. And I, I think of Daniel, and I just think, wow, how faithful was this man? Faithful to God every single day. You see, he wasn't able to be corrupted. He wasn't able to, to do things that was not of God's plan. And I find this quite, uh, quite amusing because, not amusing, quite sad really, because in the life we live today, if we were in Daniel's shoes and somebody said to us, well, you need to, you only can pray, you're not allowed to pray to God, you need to pray, I can't use, I don't know who to use as an example, I'm not going to go, um, because uh, so just uh, do something else, okay? And if you don't do it, you're going to end up in jail. 
you're going to end up in jail, in the South African jail, which is overcrowded, which is very little food going around, and things are happening in, in the jails that nobody wants to be in those jails. But you have to pray to somebody else. What do you do? What is your faith like? Sometimes I think we fail in some sense. See, Daniel had a position. He had a position of power where he needed to look after. He was the third guy in charge. He needed to look after that whole kingdom. We sometimes have to look after things that happen in our, in our societies, in our businesses, in our homes. And so often the case is that we don't always do like Daniel did. He never cheated. He was never corrupt. He never took a bribe. He never did any of those things. Instead, he went down on his knees and he prayed to God every single day. About everything. Not leaving anything untouched. But having a conversation with God every single day. Now Daniel had a problem because the guys couldn't catch him out. He had never done anything wrong. The only thing that he did wrong was that he had this communication with his God. There once was a little girl who came home from, from school and immediately when she got into her room, she took off her shoes and she threw them under the, under the bed. And the mother said, what are you doing? And the little girl said, well, I've thrown my, my shoes under the bed. She says, why? She says, because tomorrow morning I have to go down on my knees, okay, to fetch those shoes. So while I'm there, I might as well pray. (laughs) So maybe this afternoon when you get home, after your lunch or your breakfast, you can go and just throw your your shoes under under the bed. Because I think sometimes we forget because we are so rushed to pray. We're so rushed of things of this world that we forget, that we don't make time. At one point, John Wesley uh, was invited to go see the queen or the king, and he, they gave him a specific time. And he said, well, I can't meet the king then because I have to pray. That is my time of prayer. And so we need to learn to do this. We need to be able to to be uh, to fully engaged with God on a constant basis. Maybe making time to pray about all things. See, Daniel had a problem because he was now praying to God and the king uh, had arrested him and they placed him in the, in the lion's, lion's den. I can just imagine how scary that might have been. But the king himself was scared because he was afraid that something would happen, that those lions would actually eat him up. And so he, wasn't, he, was, he was frightened, and he actually goes down on his knees and prays to God, the God of Daniel. And the next day he gets there, and the first thing, first thing 
He hasn't even gone to the loo yet. He's actually moved. Uh, the first thing is going to, to see if Daniel's okay. He stands outside of that den and he shouts out to Daniel, Are you okay? Are you alive? And Daniel responds, Yes, by the grace of God. God sends angels and they close the mouths of the lions. And he protected me. And I've never done anything harm to him or to you. And that's how amazing God is. You see, Daniel wasn't, wasn't he, had, he, had, he had a choice. He had different choices. He, had a, he chose to be obedient to God over opportunities in the world. Sometimes we choose opportunities instead of God. He chose faithfulness to God over the favor of the king. Maybe you can put yourself in that situation. And we, we, we all go through things like that. He chose bowing before God to bowing before his enemies. He chose a faithful testimony over fleeting treasures. He chose commitment over compromise. He chose faithfulness over freedom. He chose love over life. And he chose character over comfort. We need to be more like Daniel. And I fail every single day. Every day I go in front of God and say, hey, I'm sorry, God. I failed you in some way today. And we need to become more like Daniel. To go down on our knees and pray. We need to make time for God. Because God knows your situation as he does mine. He knows where you're at right now. In here. Or in here. And sometimes it's easy to give in to other people than giving in to God. But if we trust God, we are like that VW. It keeps going. We're like Daniel. It keeps going. It gets you to that place. But we can only do that if God is by our side. Because God protects. This is an amazing story. And you need to go read Daniel 6. Just this, just this chapter, verse 1 to 28. And see whether you actually can relate to Daniel. See whether this is where you're at. And if it's not, maybe that's where you need to, to go down on your knees and ask God for guidance, ask God for protection, ask God for able to embrace you today. Because it's only through Him that we can be saved. Only through Him that we are able to walk out of that lion's den without a score. So we need, to be, we need to be faithful. We need to pray. And we need to be committed 
more than anything else to God. Imagine somebody said to you today that you would be killed. And I take my hat off to those people that die and are martyrs for God. Because it's probably one of the hardest things to give up your life for God. Where are you at? What do you need to do to become closer to God? May God bless you. May we become more like Daniel. The only lions that I've ever seen was in a circus. And even then, they were frightening. But in real life, in life today, there are a lot of lions. And we are in the lion den right now. And we need protection from the lions. We also need protection from those that are corrupt and those that are uh, they just do things that, that, are not, that are not right. But we need to be right with God. Let us pray. Lord God, we, we thank you for, for the life of Daniel. We thank you that you have given him a life where he's able to have this testimony that he shares with us of how to live a faithful life. That no matter what happened, that every single day he still prayed. No matter who saw him, no matter who listened, that he never wanted to be a Porsche or a Mercedes-Benz, but that he just kept on going day after day, that his faith never, never failed, that he, was, that he trusted you completely. And so today, Lord, we come before you. And we ask that you come into our lives and that you touch our hearts and minds and souls, that we can trust you completely that we can become faithful to you completely. And by doing that, Lord, we commit ourselves to you completely. Lord, we pray for our world. We know there's, there's people that are, that are struggling. We know that there's, there's this virus going around, Lord. And we know that there are people that have been locked down again. And in that lockdown is a frustration that happens, Lord. In that lockdown is a loneliness that happens. In that lockdown is a depression that takes place. In that lockdown is a loss of finances. In that lockdown is, is so many things that are taking place. And also here in South Africa, Lord. <coughs> we pray today that we can walk away from from all evil, we pray today, Lord, that we can walk away and hold our head up high and give you the glory today. But we know, Lord, we fail. And so we ask for your help. 
We ask, Lord, that when, as we are in this lion's den, we see the people looking and the people that have thrown us into this place. We pray, Lord, that you will keep us safe. Maybe we just take a a couple of minutes and maybe just think about Daniel. Think about Daniel and the dilemma that he was in. Maybe we are in similar space today. Lord, as we come before you and sometimes Lord we see things differently and sometimes our, our problems are challenges and, but let us be like Daniel that he had no that he didn't see it as a challenge doing something that he wasn't supposed to do because he did everything right in your eyes. Not in any other man's eyes. So let us, Lord, become more like you. Now and forevermore. Amen.